0: It's Saturday, February 16th, and I'm feeling like... Wait a minute. Where'd all you people come from? Seriously now? There's a lot of you now. Where'd y'all come from? Hey, get on Anchor. Sign up. Drop me a line. Let me know where you came from. I gotta know. Anyways, I'm feeling like a podcast. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. So, my last session went pretty well. Um, they, uh, went through my little five-room dungeon I had made with my tables. Uh, I was pretty happy with it. It was, uh, kind of all over the place, but, uh, again, I just took some, uh, time and, you know, worked into it. One of the players did comment, is that all? That's the end? Uh, but this guy's not used to, uh, running five-room dungeons or, um, uh, anything that's called a dungeon or I think i called it a catacomb, right? So that makes it seem a little more grand than five rooms. Um, especially when one of the rooms is, you know, the entrance. Anyway, uh, it all went pretty good, but uh, I've got to say, my encounter tables suck. Wow. I went through 12 days of travel, um, and as I had written them, I was doing six rolls a day, and each roll would add on to my, my encounter level, right? So um, if you recall, it was Traces, Traces, Tracks, Spore encounter or lair. Now, I didn't think about this at the time, but there's six on my encounter track. Six, uh, whatever slots on my encounter track. And I'm rolling six dice and clearing my track at the end of the day. So, yeah, you're getting it, aren't you? So, I'm, unless I get six successes, right? And I was doing some math and, uh, playing with, um, troll dice counter or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like any dice, but it gives a little more probability. And I'm looking at like an 11 or 12 with the possibility of rolling all six dice above 12 about 25% of the time, which is what I'm aiming for, right? I'm aiming for an encounter every, every fourth day. So I've got to revise Uh, I'm thinking I've got two ways to revise. I can either lower the difficulty or I can change the, uh, encounter track. I'm leaning towards changing the encounter track. Um, changing, um, spore, spore, and tracks into spore or tracks. Um, a second success would mean a, um, an encounter. And the third success would again mean they stumbled across their lair. Um, So like I said, I had 12 days worth of rolls. I rolled six dice every day. I think this was kind of, there's a good way to test it, right? It's not, it's not a thousand rolls. It's not um, exact science, but every day I rolled at least one success. More than half the days, I rolled two successes. And um, again, more than half the days, and a couple of times I rolled Successes. So that would mean that they would see a lot of uh, tracks, right? Giving them the opportunity to find an encounter. Um, that's kind of what I'm leading them to. I don't know if they're going to catch that, but I'm going to explain that to them, I think. So, um, tracks and then encounter, right? So, um, and then lair. Did I say that already? I said that already. Anyway. So I think that having the tracks lead to the encounter, lead to an encounter, will let them kind of dial in the random encounters that they're looking for, you know? Hey, we've only got an hour of the session left, why don't we have an encounter? Let's follow these tracks. So um, I think that could be interesting. Uh, So I've got to let them know. So we will have it like maybe um, explore the hex, right? Could be search, that's search the hex, right? So that'll just take however much time it does to explore the hex. And that's in my last blog post. Um, I'll try and remember to link it. If not, it's linked in my previous show notes. And um, I saved my blog in the end blurb. So uh, just look up hex crawling on Slacker Nerds. Um, so uh, I only have one encounter table right now, and that's for planes. Uh, it was a pain in the butt to make. It was a pain in the butt to make and I just threw it together. So it's not complete or balanced, right? I have, and what I mean by balance is uh, the ratios aren't set up the way I want them. So I've got things that I want them to encounter less frequently, taking up only one spot on the on the D100 table. And more frequently, I've got two or three, you know? Um, it, uh, and then the top, I think, 10, maybe 20. It might be the top, top 10 or 20 are um, non-combat encounters. Well, non-creature encounters. Let's say that. Uh, I pulled them just out of Xanathar's Guide to Everything in the back. There is, um, like, I, I looked up the planes table, and there are four tiers, and I just pulled the the, the non-combat, quote-unquote, the non-creature, the non-monster Counters out and stacked them at the end of the table and then i also left room at the end of my encounter table for um, a plot relevant uh, encounter so something that has to do with one of the plots they're following or one of their personal plots um, i thought this was a good idea at the time because i had made a map for them and was going to um didn't know where i'm going to put the map right i wanted it to just show up randomly Uh, sorry didn't know where I wanted to put the cave right it wasn't a map it was a picture of a location kind of uh no would you see it kind of thing so um I need to test that encounter chart out but it's hard right because there's like I don't remember there's like 30 creatures on there Uh, and plus those 10 or 12 or 20 or whatever encounters I think it's like 12 So it's going to be hard to kind of test it out and tweak it to my liking. Uh, and then I've got to do the whole thing for like six other locations, right? Uh, probably not six, uh, mountains, forests, um, and all the forests in Midgard are kind of different. So if they're in the Arbanese or if they're the, um, Margrieve, they're going to be totally different encounters. So I've got to kind of tweak everything and, uh, figure out exactly what I want to do with that. Um. And it, it's something I don't feel like doing, right? This is the part that I don't necessarily like doing. Uh, I can use... I can, the tables in Xanathar's Guide to Everything work great. I use those. I kind of just rolled a D4 and D100, I think the chart calls for. And uh, D4 was the tier and D100 was whatever results it was on it. No, I think I used a d6 and weighted them different, so it was closer to the closer to the bottom, so they don't get, like, if I get a lucky streak of running fours, then they don't get uh, a bunch of dragons all over the place, right? Um, yeah, but I I don't want just those tables. I want, I don't want those, just those creatures in me. I want, I, we're running a Midgard, and uh, I really like Tomo Beast and Creature Codex. Oh man, Tomo Beast is so good. Uh, Creature Codex, so good. They have amazing stuff, and plus I'm a patron patron, patron to uh, their Warlock Patreon, which is a, um, it's a zine, it's like 26 to 36 pages, uh, depending on the month and uh, what they're writing, you know, uh, and they've got some good stuff in there, too. So, uh, I'm always trying to pull this new stuff in uh, Maybe using substitution on the charts might be a good idea um or maybe once I have an encounter, I could cross it off, right? If it's a, if it's a non, if it's something that seems like it shouldn't reoccur, right? Like a dragon, cross it off and replace it with something else. That's an interesting idea. I'll have to think on that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't want those stock charts, and I want some custom encounter tables, and uh, I think that'd be really useful. Uh, to to up the flavor of the campaign, right? And um, there's two sides to that. Write your own encounter tables, right? Because you can customize it to what your thing is, right? And I'd be much better if I went with 10, right? Maybe I should do that. Whittle it down to 10 and see what I get. But there's so many good creatures. So many good thematic creatures. Uh, Yeah, but I think um, after mumbling into this microphone for uh, five minutes about what I'm going to do with encounter tables, I think that sounds good. I think what I'm going to do is say, okay, the mountain's right here. Call for this encounter table. Here's 10 creatures that layer in this area. Go for it. You know, Once you hit their lair, mark it on the map, and uh, that's where it is. So like I was saying, overall, my session went pretty good. It was just the encounter tables that sucked. So they went in, they mocked up uh, the what was going on in the catacombs. Uh basically there was a magic mouth guardian with a riddle. Um I think I rolled ward for a guard or something like that. Or no, I think I literally rolled magic mouth for a guard. I think that's one of the entries on my tables. Um and then uh trigger setback was um, a rival adventuring party. So um I had an adventuring party try. maybe this is the other way around, huh? I think that was the other way around. I think the rival adventuring party was the entrance. So they came there and this adventuring party is camped out in front of it, uh, saying, well, hey, we don't know how to get past this riddle, right? Um, Which uh, is a pretty easy riddle, I don't remember what it was, Uh, the answer was a hole, Uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, can't see it, can't touch it, but when you put it in a bucket it gets lighter, Uh, so like everybody knew what it was. I wanted the answer to be whole, so it was really hard to find a difficult one with uh, the answer a whole. Uh, reverse engineering riddles is a bad idea if anybody's thinking about doing that. Very difficult to find a riddle with a specific answer. Uh, you know, unless you're lucky, I guess, right? So the players get back into um, the mine, answer the riddle or not the mine, the catacomb, answer the riddle, the magic mouth disappears. Uh, it was a giant stone head. Uh, and behind it is a hole, uh, two foot high. Um, it seems a little unrealistic for some of the plate mail to get through. And so I, I say, well, what I was envisioning here was that you'd have to crawl through it single file. And uh, we had a great discussion after that about how tall all the characters were because I have a two and a half foot goblin and a barely two foot uh, were-rat, not were-rat, ratkin from Midgard. Um, So they got to go in standing up. Actually, no, the the halfling wasn't there. But one of them got to go in standing up. She went first. Now, um, waiting on the other side were a bunch of goblins. So I took a bunch of pot shots at them and uh, they ended up moving out, wiping up the goblins. And they have this habit of taking one hostage. Uh, I've got to, like, milk this somehow. It's it's what they do, right? It's what they always do. They take them, they threaten them, they try to get something out of them, and then they tell them, stop being a goblin, right? Uh, Go be a farmer is what they've been telling all the rest of them. So one day there's going to be this goblin farm that's making lots of money, and it's going to be all the players' fault. Uh, well, fault. That makes it sound bad. It's going to be... The, the, the players are going to be the cause of it. Um, so... They end up harassing this goblin to death. Not to death, but just harassing him about everything. And he's like, man, I don't know. Everybody's a bunch of dicks. We just fight. You know, we don't have any money. We just have a shit pit. And uh, so someone's like, oh, shit pit. I'm going in there. And dives in. And I'm like, this is a literal pit of waste, right? It's its awful. It's, it's, it's poop. Right? Pee and poop. Um, so, of course... Yeah, you guessed it. An is in there. And uh that thing hit pretty hard. I uh um of course it was like six on one, so it it was heavily weighted in their favor. Uh but it was thematic. Um it hit pretty hard and uh yeah, it was a it was a fun little encounter and everybody enjoyed it. So they continue swimming along in the pit and uh they find a couple things and then eventually they find like the side of a coffin and uh they dig around there and uh end up walking out with a lot of treasure uh, i i did a random roll for tier two i think i've got these crazy charts that i'm making um, that compare the average amount of gold rolled on a chart to the average or to the amount of experience it is to level up one person so that's what I'm trying to do. Every session, I want to give them enough gold to level up one person. By the way, if you're not following along, new episode for you. We're doing gold for experience. Every time they spend gold, they get experience. Uh, one for one. So this is going to be quite hard coming up, right? Because I'm going to have to throw out a lot of gold. Uh, and and a simple good roll on charts, like I did. I rolled two or three good rolls. Um, will net them quite a lot of money. But they ended up getting... Um, want to say was 4,000 gold uh something something like that it, it it's amazing it's uh I, what a good roll can do <laughs> on those treasure charts uh but I like it you know um and I rolled on the magic item charts I don't think I got anything you know, um good or anything at all um I don't remember I gave him a magic item I don't remember what it was uh trying to tailor something for the barbarian maybe next um and I want to use uh, some of the magic items I've created in, uh, for my scene. I want to throw them in and test them out. Um, but, uh, so they went back to town. They got a lot of uh, information in town. Uh, information is really big in my campaign because it's player driven. So they need a lot of information so they can have stuff to go on. Um, I'm having a hard time. Not having a hard time. I'm not, I don't have enough seeds that are outside the town for them to go exploring outside the town. So I need to start generating seeds for them going outside the town. Um, I'll probably make up a rumor table, sounds good. Um, and just every time they talk to somebody, uh, oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard about this. Did you hear about this? Um, oh, someone heard about this and come to you. So I think. Um, We're in a good spot. I don't remember what we're doing next week. Oh, uh, we're going to help the Warlock. That's what we're going to do. Uh, There was a big conversation about the Warlock and what happened with the Warlock. Um, uh, He came to their bar and talked to them and asked for their help, but they didn't remember him asking for help. Uh, He told them what he needed to do and what was going on, and I think what he needed to do was glossed over by what was going on because... It was, it was kind of a it was a, a big reveal, I guess, right, that the, the, the people in the Collegium could be um, doing bad things and then they connected it with one of their adventures and then um, somebody said, you know, oh, hey, yeah, the, the Shadowfair Fair bad guys, right, and uh, the warlock looks at him, Belong is his name, or Belong, and uh, he said, uh, who's to say you weren't the bad guys? So, um, we got to go through that again, and I, I reintroduced all that information, um, which made me thirst even more to make everybody take notes. I, I, I wish there was something I could do to make everybody take notes. Um, not a lot of people like it. Uh, some people don't need to. Uh, I think I think it'd be a good thing for everybody to go. Okay, what were our notes from last session? You know, kind of do a recap and oh, I didn't get that, you know, that's that's why I like redundancy, right? Uh, so what I'm thinking of doing, again, is working on my wiki, or um, I've got a bunch of these um, Obsidian Portal, uh, which I don't like because it costs money. Scabbard hat is pretty good, but it, uh, you have to unlock things. I think World Anvil is the best-looking one. It's the, certainly the one that I've done the most building on and the one that I have built for this campaign. So I will probably end up going with that. Um, and uh, maybe I'll throw a link to it in my show notes as well. So that's what's going on on the session report. Hey, I just wanted to take a minute and recognize some of the podcasts that I'm listening to. Now, first of all, here's the top two. Uh, Jason Hobbs, Random Screed. Uh, he's an amazing person, and this is like his... his just gushing thoughts into the verse so it's great to listen to um if you like the gaming part of it jason hobbs does an amazing podcast hobbs and friends it's not on anchor but it's well worth the web search also on anchor spike pit if you're not listening to him i say this all the time you're doing something wrong stop my podcast now go download his and uh enjoy enjoy spike Pit um stuff that i'm listening to right now gothridge manor follow me and die frank t's liner notes uh tavern chat radio grognard the amazing frothcast. i'm loving this guy uh red dice diaries and uh that's uh that's about what's in my list right now so pick up some of these podcasts and call in tell them you appreciate them thanks for listening hey i've got a patreon now so if i don't tell you about it who will I'll be doing super secret campaign notes, release updates, and early access to my zine and other stuff that I decide to produce. So check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Jerry247. That's J-E-R-R-Y 247. Don't ask me why. That's all the nuggets we got this week. You want to reach out? You can leave a voice message in the Anchor FM app, website, or send a file to my email. You can email me at Nuggets at slackernerds.com or leave a comment on my website, slackernerds.com. This podcast is available wherever fine podcasts are stored. So let me know how I'm doing by leaving me a rating on iTunes or your preferred podcast Thanks for listening.